how social media is involved in all of that is, is fascinating, and especially where it's going today. Um, you know, we were we touched on the human experience and how that's shaping social media, um, but it goes a lot further than that. It, it goes into the, an, I, what I like to say, a holistic experience. It's okay. an overall experience that people are having online. Hi, my name is Philip Lanos, and I'm the host of the Ajax Union podcast. We have a philosophy here at Ajax Union that revolves around value, around delivering amazing results to amazing clients. You see, Ajax Union is a full-service digital agency based in Brooklyn, New York. More than seven years ago, Ajax came to life with a goal clearly defined, to become a leader in the arena of internet marketing. Now, through various advanced technologies such as digital marketing, web development, web design, social media, and a dynamic team that implements it all, our vision has become a reality, and we have delivered amazing results, and we have amazing clients. You see, with Ajax Union, you don't just get a company that works with you. You join forces with a company that builds relationships with you. Thank you very much for tuning into the fifth episode of the Ajax Union podcast. I'm your host, Philip Lanos. Today we will be interviewing Elisa Franco, Ajax Union's very own social media content developer and strategist. I'm actually very excited for this topic because it is named the evolution of social media. It's important to know where you've been to know where you're going. So stay tuned. Alisa, thank you so much for coming to the show, and I'm looking forward to hearing what you have to say about the evolution of social media. And to start that off, I want to know, in your own thoughts, like how do you think social media has evolved and where it's evolving to? Yeah. You know, social media hasn't really been around for that long. Um, around 2003 is when Facebook was uh, launched I mean obviously before then we had myspace and a ton of other social pro <laughs> yeah, programs that. and platforms um, but uh, about a decade ago a little a little over a decade ago you know people were joining social media for very narcissistic narcissistic reasons um, it wasn't really a big platform in regards to businesses being on there uh, brands being on on social media it was mostly just connecting with your friends and your inner community. Um, I remember that, like the MySpace profile song. Oh, or, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, your top eight. Top uh, eight, yeah. You know, and, and you were definitely I don't offended know if, if you weren't all, in someone's yeah. top eight. You I don't know think I, mean? I was ever in someone's top eight. Yeah, <laughs> I was very briefly. And, uh, but basically, it was a, a way of, of uh, connecting with your community. And, you know, some people had big communities, like the way you have people now on Instagram who have enormous uh, amounts of followers right, right. but it was it was far more of a interactive personal kind of way of communicating um, and now you know fast forward five ten years later um, and, and things are, are changing you have big big companies on social media yeah, you have your your great aunt, <laughs> right? Uh, your grandma, right. Uh, you know, friends that you haven't seen in fourteen years. Very uh, true. Very, you know, people communicating uh, who have never met before, uh, and 
I have made some personal connections yeah. from, from Me Facebook too. that Me I didn't too. meet in, in person. Um, so it's changing, and the core for that change really uh, is happening in real time. So as we're getting things, uh, getting different types of gadgets and apparatuses that are relaying information to each other and, and to businesses in right. real time, we're starting to see that happen in social media as well. Like, for example, Periscope, where you have real-time video feed. Snapchat. Yeah, exactly. Right. Right. So you have things that are more instantaneous uh, and also things that don't really last for that much. Uh, that that aren't Vine, really permanent. Vine yeah. is no longer really that relevant. Yeah, right. and it's all happening super quickly and the biggest uh, aspect to it all is is it's being responsive so uh, mobile design Um, you have tons of different mobile devices Uh, I mean even the New York Times had the the different uh, yeah you uh, brought this up before yeah yeah, that they had the uh, the goggles right yeah the 3D kind of virtual reality goggles augmented reality augmented reality yeah Um, so I think that's where you know it came from a very personal Standpoint where self-promotion was not necessarily the norm um, in regards to promoting yourself in a big business kind of level, but self-promotion of just character. Uh, and now we're seeing, obviously, narcissism is still deeply woven within social media, but right. uh, we're seeing a, a big core for change, and, and that is in real-time uh, data collection, uh, mobile development, and... Uh, in businesses integrating themselves within our social channels. Right, I definitely see, I've seen uh, a trend with Google actually moving almost all of the resources that are free and available into discovering and testing with mobile. Mm-hmm. That is thing called um, uh, Unclickables, I believe. Unskippable. Unsk- Unskippable mm-hmm. Labs is a, is a division, I believe, of Google, or they're working with Google. And uh, they're looking to create video content. Video and mobile seem to be what Google's heading towards. And I know that, uh, yeah. for example, Facebook's algorithm went from showing you people's feeds, like, mm-hmm. you know, someone posts, like, oh, my life is miserable, to just viral videos and images because yeah. Facebook decided your friends aren't that interesting. Yeah. And that's important to know. Yeah. Well, I mean, Google has the Google live stream where uh, you get to watch live stream events happening like for example there was a company that i worked for uh not too long ago uh where we were at a a big convention in new york and there were tons i mean thousands of people who couldn't come to the convention so we we just uh did the live stream of uh of the talks that we were giving uh, which were free and open to the public, but um, the public that we could fit in there were about 200 people. Right. And so for <laughs> the audience to, to be bigger and, and more... Scaling, people, yeah. yeah. Like, we we, inst- we installed uh, the live streaming aspect Social of media that. Is, and live streaming is definitely one way to scale anything yeah. you're doing, definitely. And, and, you know, that ties into the whole real-time kind of... Uh, I guess trend if you want to say but I, I think things happening in real time is, is here to stay um, I can see that I, it's I, across all industries I mean fashion companies for example um, New York Fashion Week they live stream the fashion shows as they're happening the catwalks yeah 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 exactly is that the term yeah 
The runway. The runway. The right. runway. Catwalk. Yeah. What am I talking about? Um, yeah, Grandpa. <laughs> like, <laughs> the old catwalk. Uh, no, they're they're you know those things used to be cut off to high end fashion editors exclusively exclusive kind of situation. Now anyone can watch this runway show happen live, and okay. I mean that's happening in every single industry across the board. I mean, Disney World has uh, the Magic Band that they launched recently, right. which is a live data collection on your wrist. And they collect what food you eat throughout the park, uh, what 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 rides you take on the park because you can get a fast pass, and it's all like it's like the Apple Watch, like just you just wear it on your wrist, and it's collecting all the data and sending it real time, um, and streaming like the way we're the way we on a consumer level are streaming information and taking it in is the same way businesses are taking in that information and collecting the data and using I mean it it does sound very big brother but it's it's very helpful Um, (laughs) it does sound big brother because you know then we have all this suggestive technology that I feel like morals are going to play a big role in the future of social media and what they do with that data I mean if not already I mean not to get too deep but I mean unfortunately a lot of this live streaming has been used uh to things that are morally corrupt as well. You know, live streaming uh, crimes, for example, has risen over 3,000% in the last six months. It's really scary. Um, But, I mean, with that said, Facebook, for example, they have community standards, uh, guidelines that everyone is supposed to adhere to. Adhere to, but, I mean, how... It's like live live TV shows. Like, Like, how do you exactly provide, you know... You can't predict an audience member suddenly, right? Yeah. I mean, you can cut to commercial. uh, You can cut the live stream off, but inevitably some of it is going to be uh, shown. So, I mean, that's interesting to see what's going to happen, how that's going to develop in the future. So once social media was was essentially brought into the world of people, it then began to be shaped by people, is what you're saying. And, And more and more, they're responding to the actual use of social media, the creators of social media, yeah. then then the people who are using it responding to social media itself. Yeah, definitely. Um, so then, so that brings me to 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 another topic that uh, I've I've been hearing a lot about, but there's so many different definitions of it, and that's the Internet of Things, and it's, it may seem unrelated to social media, but anybody in the know would know that social media. And the Internet of Things are definitely going to cross paths and integrate with each other because, as you know, there's like 30 different takes on what it actually means. Mm-hmm. So why don't you why don't you share with us a little bit of your thoughts on that? Yeah, well, um, the Internet of Things, like for just to give a clear definition of it, first of all, uh, is defined as the infrastructure of the information society. So it allows objects to be sensed and controlled remotely across existing network infrastructure Um, (laughs) and how that's relating to social media you have for example homes that are quote-unquote smart homes I mean no longer is that only a a playground for Bill Gates you know like he was infamously one of the first people to have a smart home quote-unquote but these things like having a smart home where it knows what time you get home and uh, it, wow. ter- it uh, 
it it regulates the temperature. Utility bills or it it's like I know Phil comes home around six thirty every evening and he likes the temperature to be seventy three degrees when he gets home, but once he starts cooking we'll increase the temperature. You know, those kind of things Wow. That's a little, you know, extreme, but think about how that's, that's going future. to Yeah, and how that's going to be integrated within social media. Um, a good example is uh, Venmo, right? Right. I mean, Venmo is an app. Uh, a lot of my friends have been asking me if I have Venmo lately. Yeah. I'm like, wait, well, I, yeah. Google Wallet, that's yeah. already obsolete. Google Wallet is yeah. now obsolete. Yeah. PayPal survived. But you're right, Venmo. Yeah. Wow. So I, I have an apartment in the city, obviously, and uh, I have two people who live with me, right. and they pay me rent via Venmo. Venmo, that's how it's happening. <laughs> and, Only uh, in New York. <laughs> and I was on Facebook shortly after my roommate paid with Venmo, and on Facebook it, it, it was a post that said so and so paid Elisa Franco so and so much money in Venmo and, and I wrote to him and I said this take is off a, the notification this, <laughs> yeah. this is a little too much but that's the thing like that is how social media is becoming deeper and deeper integrated within smart objects embedded devices that are going to be uh, and, and, and are already prominent in our lives um privacy so. really is a thing of the past <laughs> if you want your world yeah. to be more interactive and more fun the more information you give companies yeah. the more they're going to want to yeah i mean even things like uh that are that have been around for decades like pacemakers um wow like heart monitoring implants that's it and and connected connecting that to the internet uh, right. so that your doctor can monitor your heart rate Technically, as long as it has a Wi-Fi connection, it can send data over. Yeah, and then, like, just think about the ability for family members to have access to that information to make sure that a, right. a, a, an elderly parent who has a heart condition can make sure that... Uh, Still beating. <laughs> well, yeah, that and, and, and getting deeper into, like, medical records and uh, and how the performance of how it's going I mean I know personally I'm always concerned for my family's well-being right. and you know having these sort of gadgets <laughs> it's, it sounds so antiquated the, the word gadgets but having these devices uh, readily available throughout what we do right. and, and then have that information available via the wireless technology and the internet um, just it's it's pretty intense how, um, the, how the it's level all coming of together. sentience, I think, <laughs> may be the word that I'm looking for. How everything is become our insides are beginning to become the outside world almost in a yeah. weird way. With the level of connectivity between, uh, let's say, one cell and another cell communicating with each other, and yeah. that's essentially what we're trying to look. It looks like that's what we're trying to replicate yeah. in the world. Yeah, I mean, not to get too deep into it, and then you think about how our cells are responding to this new technology. I mean. Right, there is an mag- electromagnetic effect. Yeah, I mean, the human a- cellular entire system changes. Uh, it's not a permanent thing. You it know? evolves and adapts. It, it, it evolves and adapts. And, like, are wow. we, you know, to get a little deeper, it's like, are we being uh, affected by wireless technology and how our new cells are forming? And, right. and is that affecting future generations' DNA? And, right. And, and then... Uh, 
it's, it's social media has a huge factor on that because we connect with millions upon millions of people on social media and whether we like it or not we're subjected to opinions of other people and that affects us right. I mean it affects our it affects us uh, it, it affects us not only mentally emotionally but that also affects you physiologi- physiologically yeah. and when you're affected that way then it goes a lot deeper into your cellular level. So, you know, you think about, we're, I mean, we're in our thirties now. And if we have children, like what are, how much are they going to be affected by the internet and the internet of things? And Given the current rate of evolution, right? Yeah. It's wild. <laughs> that those are some things to think about because yeah. Let's say that we weren't thinking about that when the social media was first created, and yeah, look what exactly. it's done. Exactly. So now that we have that awareness, can you imagine where it's going yeah. to go? I mean, right? my, my my nephew's two years old, and he knows how to play a YouTube video. I was just going to bring that yeah. up. Yeah, I was so. just going to bring that up. My niece did the same thing to me the other day. Yeah, I put on Netflix instead because she was watching a video on YouTube. I didn't want her to watch. I I hadn't figured out the settings on my phone yet. Mm-hmm. She pushed the menu button, mm-hmm. slid over to the next screen of apps, and chose YouTube again, mm-hmm. and said no. And I was so dumbfounded by the fact that she was able to... How, how old is she? Like two. Wow. Just turned two. Yeah. Two years old. You can't even tie a shoe, but she can choose an app. Yeah. That shows the intuitiveness of designers. Mm-hmm. And, um, wow, yeah. Yeah. And that... Yeah, I mean, that's the design experience, you know? Um, yeah. And with, with, so if you think about it, then the human experience is something we just touched on with social media and how it's evolved. So I'm thinking as marketers, as advertisers, because that is who our audience is, what are some key points that, that they, can, they can begin to look out for? Because here's the thing. And I know that a lot of people listening, when they he, when they find a podcast that touches on social media, they're looking for quick fixes. Step one, two, and three, and you're going to have a million followers. Yeah. And 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 anyone in their right mind with some know-how knows that you don't just want any followers. Even if you had a million followers, but none of them ever were interested in what you had to talk about, you really have no followers. Yeah. So buying them is out of the question. And it's funny. You would say anyone in their right mind, but. <laughs> <laughs> Who is really in their right mind? Um, educating, as a marketer, right. you know, educating the client is a huge responsibility. Um, unfortunately, not everyone who uh, who owns a business or who is hiring a marketing agency is necessarily a native to to to, to marketing to technology. I mean, we have people who are from the baby boomers generation yeah. who. Um, Maybe I mean, struggling with adapting yeah, to today's world. so it's a funny time that we're in um, because we we have people like our nieces and nephews. Who Best, are, present, and future. Yeah, all who are like just incredibly native to them. Mm-hmm. This is this is their reality. And then, as marketing professionals, um, we also have to teach people and stay on the cutting edge. Yeah, right? and then how how social media is involved in all of that is, is fascinating and especially where it's going today um, you know we were t- we touched on the human experience and how that's shaping social media um, but it goes a lot further than that it, it goes into the 
an, I would I like to say a holistic experience. It's okay. an overall experience that people are having online, and social media. You know, gone are the days of just posting a photo and with definitely, a caption and, and like boom you're done social over like let's let's you know let's mail out some flyers that's incredibly an old-fashioned way of looking at it it's right. it's far more of an integrated marketing approach overall and um social media is a huge part of that and it's becoming a bigger and bigger part of uh, marketing campaigns overall and it starts with the design experience the the very beginning of uh, of what you're creating um, okay. like for example if you're creating a product the product designers are now considering how people are going to be overall experiencing I mean they have been thinking holistically but as marketers we're, we're, we go hand in hand with the designers now from the very beginning because people are giving us feedback right. um and we're implementing that from stage one. So, you know, you start with the design aspect, uh, integrate that within uh, the product design and the user experience uh, afterwards. So being able to collect data on every single level is incredibly important to the whole holistic experience that is basically you know, you can stitch all that together for a better customer experience at the end of the day. Right. It's kind of like a, when cam when digital cameras first began to have Wi-Fi access, you could share your photos directly from your camera instead of having to somehow email it to yourself after uploading it to your, to your uh, computer from your phone, and then from there being able to share it on social media. Now mm -hmm. they, they're making it so, so when they design the products, you're saying they're already considering people are going to want to share this somewhere. How can we get it to be involved in social media? Yeah. Or, just how can we get it to go beyond just one-time use? Yeah, I mean, and we don't have to send surveys to people anymore to get their feedback. Social media is an invitation for people to give us feedback very, very quickly mm. and very at, at the initial stages. Um, so we can use that data that's collected at the end of the user experience um, in the very front, in the very beginning. Um, Right. I I'd actually, I had uh, come across uh, an idea here, uh, I forget, it may have been a Google article I was coming across that said that now they're creating beta versions of things and feeling comfortable sharing it with Absolutely. people on social media because yeah. that's the kind of world we live in today where people want to be a part of yeah. things be before they're done. In fact, the result is no longer the whole point of things now. Now it's yeah. the journey more than ever before. Completely. Absolutely. And I think experience, uh, the holistic experience right. that I'm speaking about is what is going to give people the competitive advantage online. Um, right. Yeah, there, there, are, there are plenty of different industries that are involved in this too, like uh, music, for example. Some of the most popular independent artists are the ones that give an insight into behind the scenes of the mm -hmm. recording of the song, for example, or artists who are day one, day two, day three, showing mm -hmm. their paintings, sort of kind of like um, uh, people who are on a goal of losing weight. Yeah. And that kind of feedback is so important because it creates an instant back and forth, which is why uh, websites Absolutely. like... Um, What's the name of that website right now that people are... There's a new social media named uh, Friendstream, Friendlife. Mm -hmm. And it's very similar to one that came right before it that uh, 
uh, people are using for gamers now. Gamers also, I forget what it's called. Twitch. Uh, Twitch, right. And there's like instant feedback on gamers and what they're doing and how far they've gone in the game. So all these industries are using what you you brought about earlier, which is that instant, immediate. It's it's really an enhanced and augmented reality. Yeah. And that's what I mean about the holistic experience is it's overall, it's from the very beginning through design, through implementation, and at the end where you have the chance to collect feedback. And it's all, you know, it's, it's a loop. It, it, it continues, it's, it's never ending. And it's no longer, and social media is huge for that. It's, it's no longer just a advertising platform. The competitive advantage rests in the ability to build relationships off of the experience. I see. Because at the end of the day, that's the key in social media is building relationships. It's not yeah. about getting followers. Yeah. It's about building relationships. Yeah. I mean, tried and true, quality over quantity, always. And maybe getting 10,000 followers in two days is something that someone wants to do, but it, it's not going to build a community. It's not right. going to... Right foster relationships it's not going to give you that feedback that essentially the human experience desire is 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 giving right uh, I think to I, social media right. shaping social media i can almost hear what, what you're saying is that you know maybe there's been this this error in in thinking of of marketers when they when that haven't caught up yet or just businesses in general where they think that social media is a or digital online communities are separate from real in real life communities. They're mm-hmm. seeing it as two separate things. There's people in real life and then there are people on your social media. What they don't realize is that social media is an extension of the reality. So if you think you have 10,000 followers but none of them are really communicating with you on a real level, then what, then you have this separation. It's no different, like you said, is what I'm getting at. Yeah. You should have real connections, as yeah. close as you can get to real life. Yeah, I mean, it's inundated with people with spam right. and you know people trying to sell you Ray Bans <laughs> right. from from whoever knows where, and uh, and and it's silly. It, it's it an old way of, I mean, relatively old way, but it, it's outdated, and people who are adapting quickly to these new technologies know that. It's always quality uh, that they're looking for, not necessarily how much or how big, but how good, right. how helpful for us right. as marketers, how helpful for us as product designers, right. as service providers, is this information that we're getting. Um, right. Otherwise, we can just unfollow that so if you have a Facebook page and you're not posting relevant stuff, you may have a follower, but they can unfollow you without you even knowing. Yeah. And just never see you in their feed. And that's like, that's coming back to, you can't continue to make things made in China. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Uh, people, you're right, quality. It, it's it's not about mass consumption anymore. You, you want to create this, you want to sell lots of your product, but you want to make it under the quality level. And that's Absolutely. where you're going to get in trouble. Absolutely. Um, with reviews, you know, social media reviews like Yelp. The list goes on. It's, you can't escape it. At the end of the day, social media is forcing businesses to meet people on the level. Completely. Right. So 
then here's here's my question because uh, they're, they're, if all that we're talking about is leading to anything, I think it's leading to something that's kind of it may be a little buzz topic, buzzword kind of thing. But what do you what do you think, and what have you heard of digital Darwinism? So there's an author. Uh, his name is Brian Solis. Right. Um, he wrote a book called Engage, and he's been talking about digital Darwinism for uh, a long time now. And he's one of the people who basically uh, kind of invented that term. And its its premise is basically disrupt or, or be disrupted. To give you a textbook definition, digital Darwinism is the phenomenon when technology and society evolve faster than an organization can adapt. Um, so, you know, just think about that for a second. Uh, Darwinism is survival of the fittest. Right. Uh, digital Darwinism is survival of the people who can adapt the quickest to changes in technology. Right, the rate of speed at which yeah. everything is changing will force companies to adopt faster. So yeah. you... It's more like you can't have hard and fast rules about what it is you're going to do, and which is why testing is so important yeah. in being able to Absolutely. put out a product before it's even finished. That's why it really bugs me when I see all these articles where, like, it's like uh, the top three things that right. will get you social, it will make your social media campaign the best, and like it's very. Uh, catchy and there's no cookie cutter approach there's no cookie cutter approach and if you approach it as a human right <laughs> and and as humans we're constantly changing we're constantly evolving um and if you approach the way we communicate with each other you just do it naturally like yes that's how you're supposed to do social media like continue adapting with technology uh, with the internet of things, with with new devices that are going to be that are that are with us, you know, for example, Twitch, Periscope, uh, these kind of platforms that seem kind of scary, and it's like, wait, what's the point of them? And and oh, we don't need that because we're this company that doesn't need to live stream anything. Just give it a chance. Like you some people know. want to be a part of that, and. If you can sustain a community by continuing to adapt and, and be sensitive to human needs right. and, and human patterns, uh, then you'll continue to, to survive. I see what you're saying, because if you, if you think about it, I know that coming back to the point uh, that was made earlier and just now, which is people are looking, and I, I don't want to generalize the people, I want to say that businesses and maybe other marketing agencies want to apply a one solution copy and paste to, to let's say for example, they treat their Facebook the same way they treat their Instagram. Mm -hmm. What they don't realize is that Instagram, well, let me, let me put, it like, put it to you like this, Twitter and Instagram. Twitter has by far a 50% more urban focus in terms of demographic mm -hmm. than Instagram does. In fact, Instagram is more populated by Latinos than anything. Mm -hmm. And so when you try to cut and paste over onto another social media channel, what you end up doing really is helping no one and hurting your brand because then your brand looks unintelligent and most importantly disrespectful because you didn't take the time to understand who is on there looking at you and so that you could cater to them based on that. Yeah. 
And and the truth is, you want to adapt the way society is adapting. I mean, you want to be able to provide information across all channels and 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 share yourself or your business on all channels, um, but being absolutely authentic to yourself Most uh, and and authentic to your business. Um, most important. Yeah, definitely. I agree with you. Uh, I think. I think at the end of the day, what if people could walk away from this podcast with one idea, with this episode of the podcast, with one idea? I, I would love to hear what your thoughts are on that because I know that people are like, "Oh, well, where's my ROI?" or <laughs> you know, uh, "How much traffic did I get?" And I understand the need for that. What I hope people caught on from what you've been saying so far is that you have to understand that it's not any one area in particular. Just like any good marketer and analyst would know, it's not any one metric that determines what the insight is for the next actionable item. It's about the holistic approach and what the story is. What story do you see unfolding and how can you best continue that? Exactly. And, you know, you touched on a really sensitive part there and that's storytelling. Uh, we need to be able to tell a story on these social media platforms, and that's you, you can tell that's where a lot of a lot of this is going. Um, and you have to be able to be adaptable, like adapt, tell your story, be authentic, and don't focus so much on. You know, is this getting me leads or is this uh, making some kind of direct actionable result? That's important. That's really important. And that's how we gauge a lot of our performance as marketers, obviously. But we have to be more sensitive to what social media is in reality and kind of step away from it as a thing that we're screaming uh, like a platform that we're screaming from right. and more of a platform that we're on the same floor with everyone else talking, engaging just having a real conversation yeah I 100% agree and how you know how do you get ROI on that I mean it's it's hard it, it's one of the biggest challenges um, ever since I can remember uh, for businesses. for marketers right. and businesses on social media it's like well how do you quantify my results my 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 uh how do you quantify my what we're pouring into right uh, we're giving a set amount of money towards yeah. this effort yeah what are we getting from it and it's yeah. i again i bring it back to uh the idea of the internet of things and if this really is a strange and foreign concept the way i originally heard about it was uh they gave me the example of picture yourself wanting to go watch a movie, but you don't know what movies are on. Yeah. Then let's say in that future, like you said, the Bill Gates style, you ask your home to virtually turn into the lobby of the hotel, of the theater, <laughs> not the hotel, of the theater. Mm -hmm. And you can even see the person working there. You walk up to them, you ask them what movies are playing and they, they give you the little shows mm -hmm. and the show times and you decide from there. That kind of interconnectivity that extension of your own reality already is important to understand and to hold in mind as you watch the progress and the evolution of social media because coming back to what you said, how do I quantify this? The thing is that all these digital technologies are not separate from the actual reality. So if you're at a party and 
you want to you show up to the party you're like hi my name is so and so vote for me mm -hmm. hi my name is so and so buy my product within the first five seconds mm -hmm. would you talk to that person at the party exactly or will you trust your cousin who tried this product and exactly. wrote about it and it's like hey this tea <laughs> had really helped me get to sleep and right versus someone writing an ad saying sleepy time tea really helps you sleep mm -hmm. no that's it's more about the storytelling the brand advocacy the connecting on a human because level because of the familiarity that you have with your cousin as opposed to the brand yeah. so for new brands out there it's yeah. important to first develop a familiarity and build yeah. that level of trust yeah because I, I and I, I heard this from uh, I think his name was Ty Lopez now I'm not mm -hmm. sure if you're familiar with him but he's uh, he's some, he's probably has the highest cost uh, or the highest bill that the world has ever seen for YouTube clicks, mm -hmm. PPC. Uh, but this guy essentially said branding is kind of like this. Branding is like you and your friends, think of your best friends are all chilling at home, eating chips, popcorn, soda, mm -hmm. if that's what you do, or vegan lifestyle if you're super clean and going green. And, uh, eating best, kale and yeah, kombucha. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Kale and kombucha because it's good for you. <laughs> and everyone's having a great time. And then suddenly out of nowhere, depending on who you are, uh, let's just say both of them walk in. In walk in a stranger, two strangers. One, a man who's in great shape, walks in without a shirt, and another woman who came in with heels and her hair is done, and and uh, what you what would be considered extremely beautiful. Let's say CoverGirl magazine. Mm -hmm. They both walk in. You don't recognize them, but they walk in. One of your friends invited them, and now there's this sort of tension because. Mm -hmm. They're attractive, and then they show up to be intelligent. Well, mm -hmm. now it's kind of a threat because, oh, wow, you know, what is this? Yeah. And that kind of threat is what new brands, what they pose to people who aren't familiar with you. I don't know you. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I can't trust you. Yeah. And so being able to build that familiarity. Yeah. And, and that's the human experience. Uh, just keeping it real. <laughs> At the end of the day, just keep it real. Keep it real. That's what yeah. people can walk away from. So... If you guys have been paying attention, the most important thing you can do with your social media is there's no cookie cutter way. You've got to keep it real. You've got to start from the beginning to consider what the journey and the story is going to be for your listeners, for your followers, for your audience. And we have been doing this for a very long time. As you can see, this may be a little different from what you're used to hearing. And one person that I've always been fond of is Seth Godin because any book you ever read of his doesn't cookie cutter tell you how to be a marketer. You know, one of his favorite, one of his most famous quotes is, are you an artist or are you following directions? Because if you're just going to follow directions, then you've done nothing different and you've added no value to the world. But the last time I checked, being a human being is about adding value. And in particular in business, what people buy is what is valuable. So be sure to add value. So uh, thank you so much for coming to this episode, Elisa. It's, uh, it's been an engaging conversation, definitely. This topic could go on forever, but as you know, we don't have forever. We've got things to do, clients to manage. If clients are interested, they should definitely like this, share this, and more importantly, come and hang out with us, And because we keep it real. Come grab coffee and ask us the questions that you want and check out what we can do for you, because we do it all. Well, thanks for having me here. Yeah, not a problem. If you're looking for a company with creativity, passion, and success in digital marketing, Ajax Union will put you on the map. We're actually proud of the fact that we help our clients build strategies that lead to profitability. 
using things like SMO, SEO, social media, email marketing, videos design, PR, conversion optimization, lead generation, analytics, and reporting. We are Ajax Union, and we can do it all.